One. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another. Uh, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hit Chat Chit Chat. I am your host, Connor Reynolds, with two fine gentlemen above me, which is actually going to make this thing called Hit Chat group chat and joining us in the group chat we have right over here mr lovely jp fashon jp how you doing sir good 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 uh talk about it a little bit but i'm glad to be back in america um it's good to be able to read signs again and glad to see both of your beautiful faces dude missed yours missed yours and we have a returner a gentleman that has taken a small hiatus due to the fact of building literally a brand new facility in the great white north above us. We have Mr. Connor Burns. Connor, how are you doing, sir? Good guy. Good to be back. Good to, uh, to be back in the hit chat group chat. Fired up for it. Hey, yo, baby. Uh, Burnsy. You want to smile again for me there, Pally? <laughs> what the fuck happened to you? A little hockey <laughs> incident? Okay, so yeah, I'm in. I'm on this patio in Montreal. We're just having a good time. Bunch of wasps. Previously in the summer, I got bit by a wasp, and like I found out I'm fucking pretty allergic. Like my arm, like got just like, like blew the fuck up. I'm keeping my cool. I'm going up to sip a beer. Wasp lands right on my elbow, and I like freak out, and I just go boom right into the tooth. And I'm like, I'm like holding it, and my my girlfriend was like, "Did you break the glass?" And I was like, Arr. and then I fucking get out there. I'm bleeding like crazy. I cracked it like straight up the middle and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm on vacation. So just like the worst timing, didn't like, it didn't hurt like too bad, but it was not good. And so, yeah, anyway, that happened. So I had to go to the fucking dentist in Montreal, whatever. I get home and I end up getting it pulled. It's fucking stupid. It's going to cost me like six grand in total to get a new one. But, uh, I got a, I got a little flipper, like a replacement and I've been wearing it. Uh, two weekends ago was my 26th birthday. And my brother and my girlfriend threw me a surprise birthday. Naturally, people buy me all the drinks. I get destroyed. And I'm 99% sure, like, I had it in. And I went to puke. And I'm pretty sure it just went <laughs> in the toilet. And I flushed it, probably. So, like, I don't even have that now. So, like, this is just what I'm fucking rocking. <laughs> Before we got on, you know, Connor, you said, you know, maybe you're too nice. JP's too nice yeah. to like say something about it. I thought that was just like you know every Canadian's missing a couple of teeth. I thought that was yeah. It like, is. It's uh. It's the it's the chicklets look, man. Spitting chicklets. Yeah, yeah. Like you had to get you had to lose a tooth before you could get a passport or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah. So it's embarrassing. It's I'm not gonna have and I'm not I'm not paying for another one. I'm just not doing that. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna do that. So I think it's probably gonna be like four months till I actually get the full one in. So I think it looks good. I like. It. I didn't even yeah. notice. <laughs> i love it i love it um you mind chatting a little bit more about uh what you guys going on up there um it's been a little bit since we've had you on i know that you guys have made uh, a lot of adjustments i know you guys have uh, some exciting news that's been able to be uh, brought up a little bit more frequently uh so what do you guys going got going on up there at absolutely human performance so um, we've been running out of uh, kind of just a, a one bay operation right now. It's been a gym. And then on one side, we got pretty much one cage and a track kind of thing going on. Um, and then we've been growing like really, really exponentially. Um, honestly, been kind of crazy to even uh, think about. But like two years ago, um, this is like kind of post mid COVID kind of scrounging through it, you know, 
don't even have uh, like an academy team or anything like that, kind of just doing individual training, stuff like that. And then last year we started up our senior academy and our junior academy, so about 40 athletes. So I work with probably like 30-ish, 30-ish to 35 hitters. Um, and then there's also some like individual clients as well that just come in and train and, and hit. Um, and then this year we uh, we expanded to a 15-new off-season program as well. Um, and then we're actually going to do a 13U group as well, uh, starting in January. Um, and then with that, we're going moving into a new facility, um, pretty much uh, like six, seven times the size, uh, full field house. We'll have three full cages, um, able to throw a 130-foot catch. Uh, so we'll have kind of like a, a pitching lab as well there. Um, yeah, man, it's fucking, fucking awesome. Uh, really excited for it because, you know, one cage right there, you sound like that's, it's been really tough to navigate, you know, especially as a hitting coach, it's been tough to be like, Hey man, you got to get out of the cage. Cause like we got more people coming in. Never like fucking saying that at all as a hitting coach. Cause I want my guys to be able to just hit, 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 hit. Um, so now I won't have to do that, which is fucking just unreal. So I'm really excited for that. Should we're looking at, I think it's like December 15th or January 1st at the latest kind of waiting on some permits and stuff like that with the city. But yeah, no, I'm super excited. That's awesome. Um, what does a senior uh, academy look like and what does a junior, like what's the difference? Because in my eyes, the the senior would then look to be like a gap year style. Uh, so like is it similar up there in uh, good old Canada or is it different? Like how does that work out? How does that look? Well, so our senior academy, like it's uh, it's our top. Obviously, it's like a top tier one. Um, we've got ranging. It's like fifteen to nineteen year olds. So we have some gap year guys. Um, and then kind of sprinkled in, um, twenty fives and twenty fours. And then we have one twenty six. Uh, he's in the tenth grade right now. That's more of our elite group. Where like you know, me and uh, my co head coach Ethan, we like will recruit for. Um, we're looking to get kind of the best of the best, and then we'll go play. Uh, a bunch of different academies around Alberta, BC. Um, at the end of May, we're looking to do a perfect game tournament. Like last year, we went down to Vegas and did one. So, um, and that that uh, that group right there is mainly it's like col- college placement. So we're bringing guys in that are that are hungry for it. They want to go down to the next level. Um, so it's kind of our main job to one develop them, um, to kind of tell them what the process is and prepare them, and then. Uh, three, do all the recruiting for them. Um, you know, like a lot of my job right now in the last month has been splicing together video and just mass sending that shit out to junior colleges, D2s, D1s, all that stuff. Um, they go and they're, they're like hardcore. So we had a full fall schedule. It went on a Kansas uh, showcase trip um, and they go six times a week right now in the off season. So four lifts, two lowers, two uppers. And then uh, Wednesdays they do speed and power. So a lot more med ball work. And then, um, different uh, speed work, movement work uh, as well on Saturday. Um, and then the juniors, it's a little bit less. So we got like more grade 10 to grade 12. Um, the younger guys, more of like a kind of see, hey, are you, you know, are you able to play college baseball? Do you think you have the potential um, to kind of be developed that way? And then, you know what, we got a lot of grade 12s where um, just really good kids work hard. You know, uh, we got a decent enough Canadian college system up here where, we help them kind of send them to some Canadian colleges and stuff just to play baseball at that collegiate level. Um, but it's more for them like, hey, they're just getting better at baseball, having a good time, a little less commitment. You know, um, they go about four times a week. Um, yeah, so it's more just about commitment level. Uh, what what are their aspirations? 
Awesome. I love that. JP, you got any questions uh, about the Great White North? What kind of, uh, you're, you're like, that's a really rapid expansion. Mm -hmm. like, you know, balloon really quickly. Like, what kind of challenges have come with just, like, more athletes, more hitters? Dude, like, uh, base, uh, timing, um, general manpower. Um, and I, I will take, like, 1% of the credit. Uh, my brother's got 99 the dude is insane. He is so driven. He fucking just, he's like an absolute rock star, just does everything. Um, I mean, about probably two years ago, I think it was me, my co-head coach, Ethan, um, who's, he does all the pitching stuff for us. Um, and then Taylor, those are three employees. Um, and then with the expansion, it's just like, Hey, we need, we need more coaches, right? We, we need more guys. So he's added about, I think four full-time trainers. Um, and we have two two guys who are like pretty much like they they don't necessarily run the junior academy like me and Ethan kind of oversee it but they're like the head coaches of it. Um, and then we're lucky enough to uh, we've got a guy who's uh, in pro ball right now. He's back for the winter working out with us. Um, he'll help out. So it's more been getting actual manpower to come in and help us out because right now like it's just there's so there's so much going on. It's I there's a lot of a lot of weeks where I'm like man I don't even remember even like saying something to a kid and i'm like holy shit i guess i did tell you that yeah kind of yeah. thing so yeah yeah that's wild yeah yeah that expansion is is tough scaling scaling coaching is tough mm -hmm. yeah well and and uh, the thing too i was telling reynolds before is uh just with my brother he's a guy who's been so hands-on forever and now he's got to kind of take that seat back and let us kind of go and i think it's been a little bit of a tough adjustment um because first and foremost, he just he loves coaching baseball like that, and that's where he he finds his like his he's at his best at, and he's had to get away from that because he's got to look at the big picture of like week to week, like what is this building going to look like, what are we doing, um, you know, all that. What does that look like? Writing programs like crazy. Like I was telling Reynolds, he writes all the programs for whatever our hundred plus athletes. And the thing about the gym too is like we it's not just baseball. Um, we're, we're kind of a subsidiary of it, but like he, we got a full time uh, off season hockey um, program where actually one of my roommates is a hockey coach. He he works in the summer with us. Um, we've got some softball athletes, soccer, volleyball, um, you name it. So that that's the thing. The thing that's been tough is it's expanding to even other sports and stuff. And like down the road, he wants like a football academy, volleyball academy, whatever. So yeah, it's been that's, it's been crazy. That's cool. That's really cool. Damn. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of not in the U.S., <laughs> J.P. Fashone, you uh, yeah. just got back from a trip. Where were you at? Yeah, I uh, went to Japan for two weeks, um, which was which was really cool. We went out with Driveline and um, did uh, did an assessment with uh, one of the professional teams out there, um, plays in the MPB, and um, it was a good. It was a good experience. Uh, definitely learned a lot. I think the, you know, working with the the team was interesting because the coaches and, and players like genuinely wanted to kind of get some information and um, kind of learn how they could could better utilize the technology that they did have and, and leverage that to to kind of develop their players a little bit better. Um, I think part of it was because they they hit horrible as a team last year. They were they were so bad. They were like first in the league in pitching and like last in in. Uh, and hitting so with the first day we got there we kind of showed up guys were warming up we we're kind of talking to some of the analysts and stuff in the 
the head coach kind of comes, brings everybody up and like introduces us. And he's like, all right, well, you guys are really bad. Like basically said like, all right, you guys are really bad at hitting. So, you know, uh, like listen to them, <laughs> like, you know, listen, listen to what they say. Um, but that was a really cool experience. Hung out at the stadium all the time and, uh, got to do that. And then the second week we, uh, traveled around a little bit and then, uh, did some, did some private assessments with some, uh, driveline athletes that we've, we've had before, um, which was really cool. Pretty, pretty intimate environment. Got to see, uh, Andrew Wright, our, our hitting coordinator, uh, kind of do his thing, which is always a pleasure to watch. Um, really, really special to see that guy do his, do his work. So, um, and then traveling around with our Pacific Rims coordinator, uh, Frank, um, who's, who's kind of the, the Japanese, uh, head right now and, and, and does, everything from contract negotiations to, to translating swing designs and uh, kind of jack of all trades. So it was cool to kind of watch him in his element and, and kind of do his thing. And uh, just, just really special to, to watch those guys go to work. What does that look like in the sense of, so you're going through and like me personally, I use a shit ton of analogies. It's mm-hmm. one of those where sometimes those analogies here in like America makes sense where when you're in a different culture, sometimes those don't work. And especially you've got another barrier of you're not the one telling the athlete, the translator is the one telling you the athlete. So did you guys yeah. run into any like, Oh wait, uh, like how was that? What was the translation? Like, what was the interaction when you were actually trying to go through the actual assessment? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, Andrew's been, Andrew White's been doing, uh, some, some work with MPBS for a little bit now. So he had a little bit more practice kind of working through a translator. It was really my, uh, first or second time kind of going through a translator, which was definitely weird. There were, uh, there was one time when I tried to use your, your Goldilocks and the three bears metaphor. Um, and Frank looked at me and goes, yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to work. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that, they're not going to understand what that is. And I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest lesson for me just using a translator was uh, that uh, you don't have to say as much as you think you do. Uh, I think a lot of the times, me especially, I get caught up in things that I find interesting uh, about hitting because uh, there's a lot of things that are interesting about hitting. Um, and most of the time, they don't. The athlete doesn't need that. Like they don't. They you don't need to tell them that because it's gonna be harder to translate. And, uh, so we just kind of kind of pushed that to the wayside. The the big kind of like eye opening moment for me was you know Frank uh, does a really good job of allowing the trainer to kind of explain things. Um, he makes sure he understands it, and then he will translate it in a way that will effectively communicate that information to the athlete. Uh, because doing like word to word translation just doesn't work as well um, with the way. Japanese, uh, the language is set up. The emotion doesn't doesn't necessarily come across because there are a lot more formalities in, in understanding how to navigate that's a little bit more difficult. So he does a really good job with that. Um, but there was there was one of the times where I started going off about like pelvic tilt and like internal and external rotation of the rear hip and just like really getting into the minutia of everything. Uh, and Frank Frank was listening and he was like, okay, I understand. Like I just need to know like why you want to tell him that so I can translate it i was like i don't think i have a good answer to that question <laughs> i don't think i don't think i really have a good answer to why you should tell him that um and that was just kind of an eye-opening thing for me to just be like oh yeah i guess i 
like I wanted to tell him that because I think it's interesting. Does he need it to like execute the drill or like get better? No, he doesn't. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of like simplifying, a lot more like here's this bat, hit the ball that way, um, and and just really utilizing the environment so much more than trying to explain things because uh, you just like you said it's just it's a lot harder to do. So, and I don't and I I'm not trying to how do i state this uh rounds can i cut in real quick yeah go for it i'll, I'll that, think of this that sounds so similar to just like coaching like a 13 14 year old yeah, yeah. Right, i was yeah. gonna try and say like how like that's very similar to a youth type session without what the hell you're talking like this guy is no clue exactly. like why would i tell him this why am i yeah. telling this? Yeah. yeah exactly it was it was very similar to like teaching youth uh, youth kids where they just like they're not gonna understand what anterior and posterior tilt are. They're just like they don't care. Like they just want to hit the ball better. Like exactly. Uh, it was very very much like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of an eye opening experience for me. It was something I felt like I really struggled with this summer. Um, just working with athletes was like just a little bit too much over explaining and uh, kind of got lost in the sauce. For, for a lot of guys where I really felt like I didn't do a, a, a great job uh, with them. So it was, it was a good kind of affirmation of like, yeah, you just shut up, let, let the environment do the thing, like make your cues when you need to. And other than that, like let them figure it out. Like they're fine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. Um, and yeah. I, I actually had, um, we, for some weird reason, we're getting a lot more athletes walking in the door uh, coming yeah. in. Let's get cool. But um, a lot of the the speak or like words I've, I've told these athletes is, and it's ranging from like we've had some eighth graders, we just had uh, a senior softball chick come in, like a lot like variation in different stuff and how I've like explained them what, you know, I do, what we do here and stuff like that is, I mean, when you walk in, if you guys haven't been here, um, but we have a 55 inch that has hit tracks up. We have a 55 inch that has all the blast motion up. Um, there are leaderboards that have numbers all across everything. Like it's very, very involved. Um, this is what our, uh, assessment will look like if that'll ever load. So lots of numbers there. Um, and it's one of those where I've told them that I'm essentially a translator for you. Now, it, obviously, it's not English, Japanese, more so uh, nerdy numbers to whatever level they're at. Um, and I like currently I work with a gentleman. He goes to the Colorado School of Mines. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, prestigious, very well-known, uh, very smart, smart, smart academic school. Uh, and so he's like an astrophysicist major. So like he like loves the numbers. He loves getting into all those things. Um, and I've also had other athletes in the past where it's like I hit ball hard as it. And that's the extent of what they're looking for. And so like I feel like it's our jobs as instructors to be able to understand, right, what is this athlete needing? So exactly that like – um, what was the gentleman's name that was a translator again? Jack? Uh, Frank. Frank. Fudge. Frank. Okay. So like Frank, he's sitting there and he's like, uh, okay, so imagine I, how I'm seeing it is like you were the hit tracks. You were the blast motion. You were the Rapsodo, the track man, whatever it is. And then Frank it would be like the instructor where it's like, all right, I am capturing in all this data. 
let me funnel this and to make it to where it's digestible for the athlete. And that's going to change and vary all the time. And so to kind of hear, you know, Frank go about that, I almost feel like sometimes myself and I'm imagining you guys as well, like that's what it kind of feels like as well. Like you, you'll look at the TV, you'll look at the data, you're like, okay, what do I need to tell him and why do I need to tell him this? And sometimes there's that like going through um, and you're looking at like on-plane efficiency and it's like maybe, you know, 15% and you're like, okay, that's not good. What do I need to tell him? Why do I need to tell him it? And sometimes it's not even directly talking about, you know, on on uh, plane efficiency is sometimes it's, you know, to fix that, we got to do this. And they may not be directly correlated to the athlete, but we know as the instructors, like there is something attached to it. And so to hear like how that's how he kind of went about it, um, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what makes Frank really good at, you know, quote unquote translating because he's not really translating to, to a lot of extent. He's really doing kind of what we do with, with the numbers, but he's doing it with like whatever I say um, of just like, okay, like I get the idea. How do I convey this to the athlete in a way that's going to make sense for him, like culturally. And then like with the language, uh, you know, structure too. Uh, so yeah, like a lot of fun working with him uh, going around, just, just kind of seeing how he does it. Uh, but it was a really good experience. Just, just kind of reminded me like, Hey, it's, it's not as complicated as we like to make it. Um, even though all that stuff's really fun and like super valuable for the coach to, to kind of know, to uh, target different things, but uh, probably not what the athlete needs most of the time. I have a hypothetical for you boys. I want to hear what each one of you says. Now, I've jokingly talked about this with Cole Thomas, who I do a podcast with uh, here at Fast. I think we blurted it out I, for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. We're doing it live here, boys. All right. So, Mr. Burnsy, I'm going to ask you this first. You're the instructor. At, you're the hitting coordinator at Absolute Human Performance. You have a new athlete walk in the door. Helen Keller just showed up. How are you going to do a lesson with Helen Keller? Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Oh, Helen Yeller. Fucking try and translate it. Hey, you're playing the wrong sport. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, (laughs) couldn't have come up with a better answer myself. Yeah, I mean, fucking seriously. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Hey, man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's a great answer. I think that answer has some like real merit too. Seriously, um, like baseball's not for you. Sorry, oh, right? There's definitely times where you know you have to look a kid in the eye when he asks, like, "Can I play college baseball?" You got to be able to tell him, like, "No, like probably not," or or at least like, "Hey, probably not at the level that you're thinking." You know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great. Answer. JP, how would you uh, work with Helen Keller? <laughs> I mean, my first thought was like, okay, we're gonna use like very like external cues and stuff like that. But like, I don't know how you work around like not being able to see. You know, yes, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? That's, that's the hard part is like, how do you hit and you? Not see? I Bro. think uh, <laughs> I don't know. They got blind. They got blind softball, right? With the the beeping, they have like beeping balls. 
Uh, and so, you know, maybe we'll she can't like hear. That. She's also oh, deaf. That's true. She's oh, deaf, man. blind, and mute. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I think you stick to writing, Helen. All right. So I bring this up also. One, I don't believe in Helen Keller. I think the idea or like the person might have been real. No shot. <laughs> no <laughs> shot. A blind, deaf, and mute person has been able to write books. I and turned it into a conspiracy theory. Podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like Cole has shown me video <laughs> of like real. her apparently talking and shit. Like, go look it up. Apparently, it's on. He showed me ones on YouTube, and I'm like, no shot. That's not real. Like, I there's no way Helen Keller's real. <laughs> and so when we brought that up, I was like, wait, what if Helen Keller walked in the door right now? Like, how would, like, are you a good, and obviously the, not exactly what I mean, but like, are you good enough instructor to be able to improv and adapt to literally what could possibly be the most difficult client and not in the sense of not wanting to do it, like physically not being able to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I said, I mean, there's that's a great question because there's athletes like that. And there are athletes that walk in and you're like, "Have you tried MLB the Show?" <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, birds like you, you got to have kids in your, you know, in your in your facility that walk in. And you're just like, man, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's. Uh, it's tough. I, I, we did have a, there, there was a kid who's definitely not like that, <laughs> but like, well, obviously not in club, but like, like just, I think you, I think you definitely see it more in the younger ones where you're just like, mm, you cannot use any sort of internal with them at all. But the younger they are like the more external and the more simple it's, I think honestly, first and foremost, like you're looking at under like to like like 13 and under. I think if the first thing you have to kind of look at is like, hey, let's have fun. I think honestly, like let's have a fun session. Um, and then secondly, like, just stuff like intent. Hey, try and hit the ball the other way. Hey, try and pull the ball. Let's yeah. play the elevator game. You know, literally stuff like that. Like that's all you can do. There's there there's nothing internal you can tell that kid that he's gonna be like oh I know exactly what you're talking about because they don't right. even know they don't know what the hell their body's doing yeah. you know there's, yeah there's no no uh, what's the word proprioception to where they can yeah. like know where their body is they just don't know yeah mm -hmm. and, yeah I probably give the same answer birds did it's just like all right we're just gonna have like first and foremost we're just gonna have fun because like, mm -hmm. I don't want you to hate baseball because you didn't have fun and mm -hmm. then second like. I think the second thing I would really focus on is like our expectations need to be dialed. Like yeah. we need to be on the same page with expectations because because uh, if you're expecting this to turn into like a D1 commitment, mm -hmm. we're going to have problems, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it's too is like, I don't like we talked about it too. It's like, hey, if you don't like, if you're just here because you like baseball, sweet. Like, let's just get better than like, you don't need, you don't have, you don't have to play college baseball. Like, yeah. hey, if you want to just come in and get better at baseball and like try and make your high school team. Awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, that's, you got, that's a good point. Like having that awareness of like having that conversation of like, what are you looking out here for? Yeah. Then it's like, 
hey, I want to play college baseball, you know, I never want to tell a kid, like, no. But, like, you got to be open and honest, like, okay, you're in the ninth grade right now, you're here, like, you know, you're whatever kind of physical limitations they have, whatever, it's kind of like the um, the conversation, like, you're going to have to work way, way, way hard. Not those type of physical limitations, you idiot. I'm talking like, I'm talking like genetics and stuff, man. Like, oh, you're fucked, Reynolds. You're yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I mean, there's there's college kids that we work with where they come in and it's like, what do you want to do? It's like, well, I want to be a starter this year. And it's like, how about we try and like make sure we don't get cut? Like, mm-hmm. how about we set that as simple? We're like, we're going to get you good enough where you're not worried about getting cut. And if you become a starter, like, cool. But, like, mm-hmm. let's set the expectation somewhere, like, we can all kind of get to. Yeah, exactly. Nice. You're insane. You. <laughs> what, do you what do you got, my guy? No, 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 I don't you, believe you, in Helen you, Keller. You're my, very good. You come in with a Helen Keller question, and then you just. <laughs> uh, Bro, this entire time. <laughs> I've just been imagining like Helen Keller looking the wrong way. <laughs> I'm trying to give instruction. You're fucked. We're going to hell. You're like, hey, <laughs> this way. You better, you, better, you better cut this, man. We're going to get canceled. Oh, no. This is why we had to cut it from the other podcast. I just couldn't stop laughing. Um. <laughs> Hey, JP, actually, I got to uh, – back to the Japan stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I've kind of been pr- fairly fascinated with, like, Japanese culture. And, like, yeah. they're – and everything they do, like, they're so – one, I feel like they get their one whatever it is, their profession, whether it's, like, sushi roller, fisherman, whatever it is in life they have. And they, like, go hard at it. And they're so, like, technical and, like, perfectly sound. Like, everything, like – like about the Japanese culture is like perfection, perfection, perfection. Um, did you kind of see that uh, with the group you were working with? Um, and as well as like actually how how open did you think um, they were to like actually taking your guys' feedback and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely saw the, the drive for perfection. Um, I think we're... The, the part that was kind of shocking to me, the question that we got a lot was like, you know, what's what separates like MPB, which is like their MLB, uh, from like MLB dudes? And it's like, you weigh 170 pounds. Like, mm. like that's the first thing I notice is like, you're, you're tiny. Like, you're just not strong. Like, MLB dudes are just jacked. Like, they're all jacked. There's not an MLB dude that just like isn't strong. Um, but what they see when they watch baseball and like like go okay like I'm gonna try and do this they they see all the mechanical stuff like they see the elbow they see the hip move they see whatever and the other thing that they add into that is it's such a hierarchical culture um, that most of the coaches if not all the coaches either played pro ball or played with the organization that they're working with now so they're basically going off of just like visual mechanical things that they pick up. And then whatever their coach that played in the league before is telling them. So you get 
guys that like, yeah, they'll they'll be in there and they'll hit for hours. You know, like an absurd swing volume. Like honestly, way too many swings. Um, but they're going at it with the the direction of like, oh, I like coach told me I need to be like inside the ball longer or like I need to hit a ground ball the other way. Uh, and so they just go full steam that direction. Um, and so I, I think the feedback that we gave them and like whether they were or not, they were open to it. Probably a little hard for me to tell just cause I don't, I don't know what they were saying, but I think what the coaches really appreciated and was, you know, whenever we talked about the data, all the coaches wanted to hear was like, okay, what do you do now? Mm. You know, what, what is next? Like, who cares if I know his attack angle is too low? Like, what do I do about it? Um, and I think us being able to go over there and like do one-on-one sessions with the players and like have the coaches watch, it was a bit of like an aha moment where they started to, I, I think they, they appreciated the fact that you had young dudes who'd never played pro ball and were able to at least talk about what makes professional hitters successful. Um, and then kind of direct the athlete individually wherever they needed to go. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they really like, I don't know if they were bought in necessarily and they're, you know, they're going to do, all the things we did or anything like that um, or like completely changed the way they coach. But I think they appreciated the fact that we could go from the data analysis to, to, to actually coaching, um, which is what they're, they're really after uh, more than anything. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very strict, like baseball over there, uh, the way Frank put it, I think is really good. Like baseball over there is like college football here or like I'd compare it to like, uh, soccer in in like England, where everybody is just like all in. like they know all of the players and they're they're all like they were kids standing outside the stadium and it's the off season like no, there's not many players at the stadium and they were just yeah. there hoping to maybe catch a glimpse of somebody like pulling into the parking lot like it was wild um, so yeah they were very bought in but I think the the direction they were taking it might have been a little off. Hell yeah. Um, to touch on a little bit more uh, on a conversation that we was mentioned earlier, um, having that like heart to heart with an athlete where it's like just being real and just being honest. Um, I actually had to have one of those last week uh, with one of my guys. So dude's been coming in since middle of September, I think. And when we did our initial assessment, this was – I laid it out – Dude's a junior, weighs 120 pounds. Um, and right away it was we identified like, hey, you are extremely underweight, um, uh, under strength. And so highlighted that to him. And so uh, it was one of those where uh, the like, you know, parent or whoever, the guardian or whatever is sitting there doing one of those were just staring at the kid like, what have I been saying for all this time? Blah, blah, blah. And the kid's like, I know, I know. Uh, and so you never really know like how much that's going to translate into actual action. Um, and so now we're here. Uh, we did another round of kind of assessments uh, middle of 
November, just kind of get an idea, like, what are we going to be working on for the next like month or two? We'll reassess. Uh, and then middle of January is kind of like, you know, go time. Like, all right, we got to get as game ready as possible. Uh, a lot of the high schools out here play, uh, they'll do their tryouts at the end of February, start playing in the middle of March. And so it's kind of right around that time to go through the assessments. And so sat down and, uh, the dudes gained, I think it was like four pounds in the last, like what, two months. And so it was like, all right, like if we stay at this pace, we're maybe going to be 140 pounds. That ain't cutting it. And so unfortunately you had to like lay out the, you know, true, honest facts. And so I told him, you know, I, I don't really know your program to the, the fact of knowing your depth. I don't know, you know, this or that. And I was like, again, like this doesn't judge your baseball IQ. This doesn't like, uh, we're working to build a, a swing decision part of the assessment. Uh, currently don't have that right now. Uh, but you know, this doesn't judge swing assess or swing decision. Like this is literally just what is your swing able to produce? Um, and uh, it was like, honestly, dude, like if right here, right now, like you're most likely not making a team. And the honest truth is a lot of high schools, if you haven't played varsity by your junior year, they're most likely, especially this is a 5A high school, Colorado. That's the biggest, uh, you know, 5A is the highest division. Um, they're not necessarily going to want to keep around a junior that may or may not break the roster next year, whereas they probably would like to have somebody younger that might have a little bit more potential be able to get those game-like reps. And so uh, I laid it out to him. I was like, dude, honestly, like it's going to be really tough if we were to go through the trial process right now. And I told him that also, um, and I, I'm a big believer in – if the kid wants it, like, I think it's possible. Um, and I've ran into a few kids where I'm like, oh, this may not be the easiest route, but there is a route. Uh, and so, like, you know, Mount Everest isn't easy to climb, but there's a way to climb it. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, walked him through. I was like, you know, honestly, if you even don't make a team this season, um, I've worked with athletes where they got cut their junior year, didn't play their senior year, um, still playing college baseball today. And so it's like, you know, that's not the end all be all, but I think it does show a little bit of where we currently are at a little snapshot in today's time. Um, and it hit him hard, man, like hard. Uh, he was sitting right there and I, and it wasn't hit him hard as a sense of like, I suck hard as like, he literally goes, I haven't been doing enough. And it's like, yeah. And that doesn't mean we can't do more moving forward, but we went through, we downloaded a, like my calorie counter, uh, Under Armour has a really good app where you can literally just scan barcodes and it'll pull up all the nutritional facts. You can take a picture of your plate and it'll pick out like specific things and stuff like that. And so we got him on that. Um, I'm having him, you know, do it every single day. He has timer set on his phone just in case he forgets. So that way he can record his, uh, last meal and stuff like that. Um, dude seems to be bought. He's all in. His brother plays college baseball right now, so he understands, like, it's not necessarily the easiest route, but there is a possibility. Uh, and so, dude, face it head on. Um, I use the uh, analogy of an ostrich all the time. Um, ostriches, when they uh, get defensive or, or they have fear, they'll generally just stick their head in the sand. Um, and as an athlete, I think that is the worst thing that you can humanly do is that you are faced with a challenge, and let me just stick my head in the sand 
hope it goes away versus actually, you know, making the adjustments and facing it head on. And so I walked him through it and, uh, He's in a, a way better spot. He understands that he's behind, that he hasn't done enough, but not doing enough doesn't mean you can't change that. And so uh, he's bought in. He, he's with it. He's going to be coming in uh, like three, two times a week to hit, one time for movement um, and stuff like that. So it's one of those where it's not, you know, it's not a fun time to be a coach when you do that, but it's also like there's a reason that they're paying for us to, you know, give them information. And I think it's a disservice for us not to be honest and upfront because um, then there's too many people in the in our space like that. And then the, the athlete or the family doesn't realize that, oh, shit, it's too late until it's too late. And so um, it, it's not easy, man. It sucks to have to have that conversation, but I think that's also where the guys that I've had to have that conversation with, they've stuck around. And I think it's because they understand and they they appreciate the honesty. Um, It's unfortunate, though, that, you know, sometimes we have athletes that are in that spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the kick in the ass they need sometimes where it's just like, hey, like you're, you're not good and here's why. And, like, here's how you could get better. And, like you said, like, if the kid's down, like, if you want the work, like, you can get the work. Like, that's not a problem. Uh, But you can't, you can't have it. There's no time left to, like, kind of do it, you know? Uh, Yeah. And I, I, like you said, like, it's the hard part of coaching, but I think those are the kind of kids that get a lot more out of it uh, from personal, from a personal development standpoint. Um, and those are the, the, I mean, those are the guys you want to work with too, because you know that they're not there because this is easy. Like, oh yeah. Just kind of fun. Like they're there because this sucks. I, I, I fucked up and like, I'm here to fix it. Bernsey, yeah. have, uh, have you gotten into any like Twitter beef or anything like that recently? I know I've, I've. I've stayed away. Or no, I did. What do you mean? Like a week ago, I think. Who the fuck was that guy? Clement? What a dumbass. God, I hate hitting Twitter so much. Let's chat about it. Because I've gotten into a little riff here recently, too. <laughs> fuck that guy, man. I That's so stupid. He, it, it was, uh, what was it? The Altuve video? Yep. And, like, he's, he's just hitting a pitch, like, up here. And, like, he's talking about, fuck, what was the tweet? I, get, I don't know if I can find the tweet. But he was pretty much saying, he was like, he was like, this right here. All these swing gurus are teaching drop the shoulder. Like he said, new school hitting is teaching drop the shoulder. Like if you hear that, take your money back, go somewhere else. You got to swing down. And I just like commented, I was like, man, this guy's literally like, it's not, he's not swinging like up, up. Like he doesn't have a crazy attack on him. But like you can tell this dude's bat path is slightly going up here. And also it's like, you picked up one fucking clip from the, one of the most elite hitters in the game. Like shut up. And I just, I just tweeted, I was like, yeah, man, I hate to break this to you, but like, this dude's swinging a little bit up right here. Like, and I didn't say anything about anything else. I just, this, this guy's swinging up. And then, fuck, what did he, he commented something about the new school, old school. And I just was like, okay, well, like, I can't even have a conversation with you because you think all new school hitting is the the foundation of it is dropping your back shoulder, which, like, what are you, I don't know what the fuck that even means. Like, what are you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so I just said, I was like, I can't have a conversation with you. You're too, like, you're just way too close minded. And then he goes, 
oh, you need to learn how to have a little bit of respect, blah, 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 for the people who've come before you. And then you take Jeff Ryan. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, And then right there, I was like, I'm not replying to this anymore. Yeah, like, that's it. We're done. I, yeah, that shit goes on all the time. I have Jeff Fry muted on Twitter. I go on his fucking I have him blocked. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that guy's a loser. I also hate Teacher Man. Guy's an idiot, too. Good God. Teacher Man's the weirdest, too. Like, he goes out with Jeff Fry. But then he just, like, he'll just tweet out, like, Bobby Tewksbury and be like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. And he'll be like, oh, Trey Hanman, idiot. Oh, fucking Joey Kuna, idiot. All these driveline guys, idiots. I'm just like, what is wrong? Like, why are you so mad? Like, fuck off. God. That's <clears throat> wild. So it I, is I actually got into a little riff over the same video. Different commenter, though. Um, this one dude puts out, his name's, like, Sparky, bro. The fuck Dude, you he commented. He commented on one of my random yes. tweets and tagged you in it, and I was like, "What is going on?" Right so now? <laughs> let me elaborate on that. Okay, so homeboy puts out uh, a quote very similar to what your dude said that you responded to. Um, and essentially was talking about like, oh, this is what's wrong with all the new hitting gurus. All they do is talk about uh, having your hands below the ball and blah 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 and all this shit. And so I, I I quoted it and I said, please find me one hitting coach that teaches hands below the ball. I'll wait. And he like comes back and his examples were, well, you know, all these coaches are teaching barrel to the catcher and like this and that. And I was like, all right, like barrel to catcher does not equal hands below the ball. Then I like use the exact same logic for his other example. And I go, I'm still waiting for you to find me someone that actually teaches that dude loses it and he's like all right you've made your point we all get it do you want me to just say that you're right and i'm wrong that you're this genius and i'm just a low life stupid i was just like bro i i do not know where you're coming at this i i said um oh what i say uh, i said but honestly if the shoe fits rock that shit and then he like came back and he's like, oh, I hope you don't talk to your athletes like this. Like you're so demeaning and putting them down and blah, blah, blah. And I replied, I said, grow man softer than two ply. Uh, so caught up in your feelings, wear them like a coat. You almost have a whole outfit on. And then he like came back again and was just like, I got into the hardest engineering school and blah, blah, blah and all this shit. And I literally, the last thing I mentioned was just like, Dude, stop freaking out. Like, all I said was hands don't go below the ball. And then he, like, commented again and was like, well, if you're actually trying to be positive and help out in this community, then blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'll actually look at some of your stuff. Next thing I know, dude is going through, like, like, tweet, like, tweet, like, tweet, like, like, literally went through my entire library. It's just, like, liking tweets. I'm just sitting there. I was like, what is going on? And then um, do you guys know Bryce Matthews with like swing, swing mad or swing angry? Something like that. I've, I've seen him recently on Twitter. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know his actual shit, but I, I, he, I like him a lot. He's good. Um, he put out a video of a side video of a kid working and he had the like line of where the ball is and essentially like keeping your hands above that line. So I just randomly commented. I was like, wait, so you don't want your hands below the ball? And he's like, uh, no, you don't. I was like, oh, weird. Weird. Man, it's just like, it's just not, it's just not worth it. They're, they, they just have their agenda and they just want to fucking 
vomit everywhere they're bullshit out and they're just like ah they just and they have their little they all have this little freaking ragtag that'll just be like oh man you're right oh yeah you're so right dude yeah fuck those guys and you're just like the hell just a circle jerk on twitter like i remember i i I posted i posted a video last year it was one of this local guys i don't even think he's here anymore um he's at another place I posted a video of someone doing like uh, just just some overload swings on high T. Um, just had a tough tough time with the high pitch, whatever. It was working, yeah. Anyway, I post that, and he posts this long fucking comment on my Instagram how the guy's got the longest swing ever, and like how I'm a bad coach. And I was just like, what the hell is? I just po- literally the post was like getting some high T with the long with like. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck going on right now? like. <laughs> Just worry about yourself. Like, holy shit. At least you guys get, like, comments and stuff. When people, like, chirp me, they just don't even tag me or anything. They just take a little screen recording or a picture and then just, like, tweet about it. And somebody else sends it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. At least uh, no one's put the clown emoji over your face. (laughs) That is true. That is true. That hadn't happened yet. I'm sure it will. Give it time, (laughs) dude. You drop a little too much knowledge. It's almost like uh, the Illuminati. They're going to come for your ass. They hear you speaking of it. Have you gotten into any Twitter beef there, JP? I know you try and keep it a little bit more tamed with you being like a... I do try and keep it a bit more tamed. I don't don't really like commenting because of that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, every now and then you get a comment that's, you know, says something like, oh, like attack angles, you know, it's it's like swinging it up too much and... I don't know. I try and be nice about it. Just kind of say like, Hey, this is where I'm coming from. And if, if they respond to it, uh, in, in kind of a combative manner, then like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to convince you or anything like And if, if I did like Twitter is not the place, uh, the Instagram comment section is not the place where I'm going to have this conversation. So like, maybe we'll meet one day, like we can talk about it, but uh, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with people. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, bro, give up. me the gloves. <laughs> Give me the gloves, man. I'm so over it. It's just such wasted. Yeah. It's such wasted energy. There's no fucking. There's just there's a lot of good stuff on Twitter. I just don't understand. Like, and and the, the we've talked about this before. Like, Twitter's just there's not enough con. There's not enough space to provide context for everything. There's always yeah. parts you're missing. So like, just just read it, enjoy it. Assume everybody wants their athlete to get really good. at baseball which i think is a fair assumption and like what? you know <laughs> i don't know just gotta roll with it it kind of i don't know it, it always seems i think the the one the one tweet that like has bothered me uh or like did bother me when it went out was like uh, we took we tweeted out something about uh like ground force and uh and pitching like upper body and like lower body's more stable upper body kind of rotates and um and uh and and bleaker kind of went out and was like oh i guess like working in driveline is just like stealing stuff i was like come on man like that's it's like the opposite of like the community growth <laughs> of like I, it's not about who's right it's about what's right like everybody wants to figure out what hitting is like if we share ideas and like things overlap then great they should like that's how that's how you get better you guys should yeah. start only using aqua bags <laughs> like yeah, and that's where I get to. Like, I feel like ninety nine percent of the the Twitter beef is not uh, content based. It's like application based. It's not about like the actual 
knowledge of hitting. It's about like how coaches train whatever that thing is. And like, like I said, like we make it way too complicated as coaches in the first place. So like, I don't know, train your dudes however you want. Like as long as you give a shit about your athletes and like want them to get better and like try and learn a little bit, then like, I don't care, dude, do your aqua bags, do your, do your snap swings. Like, I don't, I don't care. Did the kid get better? Cool. Like sick. Hell yeah. Um, I, I had like one other uh, little run in uh, with somebody it was over Instagram and it actually started because uh, our uh, podcast that we do with me and Cole, we put out a thing. Uh, if you guys saw Chad Longworth, I put out a tweet essentially talking about. Uh, oh, well, I guess it was slightly different. This was a different one. My bad. So someone else had put out a tweet. Um, talking about why it, it would be smart to, uh, for some athletes, possibly look to skip a in-season and look to train for other seasons and what that looks like and stuff like that. And so we essentially like went in and broke that down. Uh, with us being a non-team running facility, like essentially all we do is player development. And so just trying to make it to where people are a little bit more understanding of, uh, you know, if you play all the time, you don't have time to train. If you don't train, you're not going to get better. If you don't get better, you're not going to go where you want to go. And uh, there's that little like constant fight, right? And so, I mean, uh, how media and content works, our title was uh, why you should skip your next season and train. Uh, and so somebody uh, here in the Colorado arena decided to jump in and just not listen to a single word, just look at the title and just go ballistic of how this is what's wrong with Colorado. This is why all the athletes are behind and this is why no one is getting better, blah, 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 all the shit. Uh, we essentially just commented saying like, uh, tell us you didn't listen to the podcast without telling us you didn't listen to the podcast. Um, next thing you know, the, uh, comment is deleted Well, scrolling through, uh, this gentleman also put out a video on doing med ball throws. Um, and I am that coach that is very anal about specific things, but I probably don't need to be, but I am cause fuck you. Uh, I am. So, uh, we're going through, I'm a very firm believer and there's actually a video that driveline put out recently of an athlete, uh, Tim Anderson, where I wanted to get questions, uh, from you and see what your thoughts are. But me personally, I believe when you're looking to do a med ball throw or like in trying to incorporate into a swing style, I'm a big believer in having where you have your top hand over the top, bottom hand over the bottom, and to literally look to throw it through as a swing. So reverse your hands, Jay. There you go. Yeah. So, so top uh, hand up. Yep. Top hand, uh, bottom hand up, uh, top hand down. So that way, just like it would be palm up all the way through. And so essentially going through swinging like that, um, I feel it translates a lot more into the swing. It's a very much more similar movement. Um, I think Tim Anderson in his video went this way with it. I think he was like more scooping or scoop toss. Like, yeah. 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 And so, um, this gentleman put out a video of doing throw or swings where the top hand is essentially like this and you're throwing it like that. Like shot put. Yeah. And so I had put in the comment just was like, Hey, like I've found a variation where you reverse that a little bit more similar to the swing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he wrote back something like, 
lots of lots of ways uh, or lots of variations. This is how I do it with my athletes. And or you know he's oh, fudge. It was something like th- this is lots of variations. This is also very similar to the swing. And I just recounted it and I was like eh. <laughs> and he goes eh. And I go yeah. Like for me personally, like I like being able to have where it's literally the same motion, uh, you're never necessarily going to be a hitter where you're literally shot putting your bat forward. Um, his response was, I've been doing this for a long time. Last time I checked, you don't swing a med ball in a game. You know what? That's true. I, I was going to say, outside of the first sentence, 100% true. Don't yeah. give a shit how long you've been doing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I essentially uh, responded with saying um, – I've seen lots of old people driving for 50 plus years. that still suck at driving. You're toxic. We got to work on this. <laughs> Bro, I this want is... the smoke, man. Cause oh, like, no. and here, and here's where it's at. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like if you are looking to train a swing specific movement, which is why I have my athletes do this. Don't mm-hmm. tell me you're training a swing specific movement that does not like in my opinion that like if I have an athlete that is struggling with the swing like doing this fucking shit and my my Connor Reynolds personal opinion and there are can be other opinions but my opinion's right that, that doesn't translate to the swing like that that just doesn't in my opinion now there may be specific parts of the other aspects of that movement that will translate and if the athlete is needing to work on those specific movements, that's fine. But in general, in my opinion, your amateur hitters are not necessary. Like, it doesn't work. And then the best part, homeboy put out like, oh, and I've been, I'm getting better, and I'll tell you why. Uh, he's also put out videos of him like hitting tees off of like where you're standing, like going up the mound, going down the mound. I do those too. I do those too. You know how badly I wanted to fucking comment? Last time I checked, you don't hit off of a mound. Oh, so bad, dude. So bad. I didn't. I was good. I was good. But um, (laughs) it was like shit like that where I'm just like, um, it doesn't make sense. Now, are we going to talk about that dude's been sued or has tried suing multiple families over bullshit and has been extradited out of other places and has, you know, family sued him and – Last time I checked, I don't think that was good for uh, baseball in Colorado either. But, you know, you know, right. neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's, the, it's the need to be right that always drives me nuts. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I'm probably wrong about a lot of things. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Every day I go to work and I'm just like, wow, I know nothing. I know nothing. I have 50 more questions and uh, like two more answers. Like that's not a good ratio. Um, <laughs> so like when guys on Twitter are like, nah, this is, this is right. Like, wow, that's a lot more confident than me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's impressive. Good for you. Man. It's actually, it's funny because I think uh, my brother going to do a video tomorrow just talking about kind of that aspect. And it's like, you just got to stay away from absolutists. Like, yeah. you, you, there's not, like, you, you do not go to the guy that's like, this is the only way. Because it's like, well, no, it's not. It's probably like, yeah, it might have worked work for this guy. It might not work for me. 
uh, you just, just you have to always be wary of those people. Like you cannot trust them. Like because right there and then it's like, oh, okay, you you are not curious at all. You have not learned shit in however long. Like no, there's just no point. But yeah. did you guys see yeah. the? You're talking to hell, Reynolds. We have got to work on this. Okay? <laughs> To, to answer your Tim Anderson question, I believe, like, we use scoop med balls a lot more just in, like, warm-ups uh, just to get kind of the, the core uh, rotating. And it's not really a swing thing. It's more of just, like, hey, move your body like this with weighted implements. And then we'll look at it. And when the- I was going to say we do that with – we do that there. And we do the shot put one, but it's not, like – we're not saying like this is how you hit. It's just it's more of like it's segmented. Like this is med ball work. Like yeah. we're not saying like this is how you swing. It's exactly what JP said. It's got a different kind of. Function, so. I guess more so like I should probably like the comment was this is for hitting, right? And like that yeah. that's where I was like, if that's for hitting, that does not make sense in my opinion in that specific situation. Now warm ups, this that like I always see how. And I, I never said, like, you never want to do that. But, like, um, I like you get- too. I, can, I mean, like I said, like, I could I can kind of see, like, I could imagine a situation where a shot put throw with a med ball uh, might, like, clean up some lower half movements. Something yeah, like that. I'm not, yeah. I, could, I could totally see that. But, like, to be like, hey, this what is you- how you hit. You could go freaking. You could go right, way down the freaking rabbit hole and say fucking everything's for hitting, eating. Right. You got your guy needs to gain weight, eat, eating six eggs and a shit ton of carbs in the morning. That's for hitting. Hell you know, yeah, baby. Every, every, you don't hit at breakfast, so you don't hit exactly. at breakfast. Table, so. That's true. Did you guys see the video talking about in absolutes about pitchers and doing uh, bench press? Oh, I might have. Who put that out? I don't know who it was, but homeboy had a bench that he was laying down on, both arms up. I think he had like a leg up or some shit and had like a, a kettlebell. It was uh, going yeah, down yeah. like this, and he's like, uh, like pitchers should never do bench, and this is how you do it, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, first off, bro, you look goofy as hell. Now, <laughs> that might be a good thing. I get it. I, we do a lot of goofy shit here too, but like – that's wild. Like yeah. I, I don't like using absolutes either. And like, but it, yeah, it's funny too. Cause like, man, even back when I was uh, going up, cause obviously I was a college pitcher. Like, uh, my brother when he was like super young into it was like, pitchers only did dumbbell bench, and we were only allowed to go like ninety degrees. That was it. But now we're like, now it's you know he's, he's always adapting. It's like. Anyone can bench, but like you got to prove me you can fucking bench. Like you, it, it's the same thing with with front squatting, deadlift. Like you know, you got to be able to goblet squat uh, x amount um, with perfect form before we get you under the bar. Like all that type of shit. Like yeah, exactly your point. Like there's yeah, you know maybe that guy shouldn't fucking bench, but like that doesn't mean another guy can't bench. Right. right. So the the easiest answer to every question. Pretty much about anything, but definitely about hitting is is uh, it depends. Yeah, exactly. Any, any question is just like, well, it depends. Yeah, depends. Uh, I love it, man. I love it. Have you guys been doing any fun shit at your guys' facilities or anything like that recently? Got any fun stuff coming up? I mean, I already talked about all my shit, so that's all. You guys have fun. any like turkey turkey trots? Oh, wait. ah, good old Canada. Never mind. JP, you guys got any like turkey <laughs> we trots? Had, we had Thanksgiving. We had our Thanksgiving like a month and a half ago. 
no, we don't have any turkey trots or anything like that. We're closed on Thanksgiving. Um, but, you know, the guys, they, I mean, the biggest thing for us is just like, no, you can't come in on Thanksgiving. Like, no, we are closed. The doors will be locked. You may not come in on Thanksgiving. But I want to, like, can I just come in? No, you can't come in. No, you can't. <laughs> go fucking eat turkey, dude. Yeah, go go have an off day, please. Um, but you guys got some special cooking. Yeah, man. Um, we just got done with our first three weeks of our Hit Tracks League, uh, first one that we've ran. And it's been a shit ton of fun, a lot of work. Holy guacamole. Um, it's literally like me standing there for four hours with my iPads and just kids trading off blast motion sensors and just constantly just tap, 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 tap. Like, oh, we got lefty up, switch camera angles. We got this up, we got this. Like, and it's like four hours of what, like, not going to lie, originally I thought I was going to be able to sit my happy ass down there and just like essentially like, hey, guys, uh, not the case, not at all. Um, it is getting like a little frustrating. So head tracks has put out a recent update. Um, have you guys at driveline, have you guys used any of the, uh, the new, uh, was it? It's like three motion AI or some shit like that. The, the hitter pro AI that head tracks just installed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, uh, dabbled with it. Uh, dabbled. A little bit. So yeah, they I just released that as much as I should have, but yeah. They just released that out to the masses. Uh, I think they sent it out a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, for anyone listening today, if you guys go back to last week, I had John Lampros on, who is one of Hitchhacks' like main like poster boys for doing Hitchhacks leagues and stuff like that. Um, and we talked a little bit about it on there uh, without knowing really much application because they literally like sent out the email update maybe an hour after we got done recording. Uh, and so it is very brand new, very everything like that. Um, I think the idea of it is really good. Uh, the application, I think there are a lot of, for me personally, uh, a lot of question marks um, just on baselines of uh, facility application. Um, like right now, I think for unlimited athletes i think it's like over 350 bucks a month to do it through hit tracks just as an add-on whereas pelotron has one where it's like 125 for unlimited athletes a month and so the pelotron one you can put in any video and it'll do it hit tracks you have to do it through the hit tracks camera currently my hit tracks camera is set up uh, bird's eye from like straight behind home plate. I don't know how much of actual, you know, kinetic chain sequencing I'm going to be getting from a behind view. So it's like, that's kind of frustrating. Um, but you know, the, hopefully they're going to figure that out. But, uh, with their release, they've had a lot of like bugs going on. And so like the amount of times that in the middle of the game, like the black or, uh, uh head tracks cameras will just off and we have to like stop and reconfigure or uh running into a lot of time where it won't even say that it's not working all of a sudden it just will completely stop reading pitches and it's like i don't realize because i'm switching blast motions all of a sudden like the amount of times i would probably say like eight where i'm like changing shit all of a sudden i'll, I'll hear a crack of the bat 
spin around. Nothing. 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 And I have to literally look at the athlete and be like, I hope you can do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. tell you, man. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah. that's been a little frustrating. Um, I've had a bug where, like, if you're doing a one-sided individual game, you don't have a foul ball option. So you just, like, it's either whiff or you have to, like, backtrack and delete that pitch. So now it's changing how many pitches my players are, you know, technically seeing in hit tracks. So they may have seen 30 pitches, but it was only able to track 24 because I've had to erase their foul balls on two strikes and a little stuff like that. Done complaining. The fun <laughs> part. Dude, we've had seven guys PR off of the machine where I've had, so far we've had a freshman hit 95.7. We've had a couple sophomores up in the 95, 96s. Um, we're just having dudes go through and are just PRing like crazy. They're having fun. Um, we'll, we'll do a double header. So the first game's fastball, second game's curveball. Uh, shout out to my guy, Robert Riggins, uh, with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, he put out a while ago a uh, conversion chart for junior hacks and what uh, it has, what wheels it needs to be set at, what pitch that, uh, like the equivalence of, and then also has the Bauer. Uh, units on there as well. So you're able to go through and like, Hey, this is a really difficult 80 mile an hour fastball. Hey, this is a little bit more flatter, easier 80 mile an hour fastball, same thing. And so, uh, we've gone through, um, all the different teams ages. So we have one team that's two eighth graders and a seventh grader. They scored 17 runs, uh, this Sunday. I've also got a team of seniors on there and they're able to play against each other. Uh, I have a whole conversion chart of what, what age is your team. And that essentially sets what your like bracket of pitches are and stuff like that. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. We were having dudes hit home runs or screen recording the live stream, put it up on their Twitter, on their Instagram. And so it's been a lot of fun, dude. It's been a lot of fun. I'm loving it to a point where we're looking to possibly add another one between January and February. Plug. Nice. That's sick. My favorite, one of my favorite quotes from uh, one of my education professors, uh, she was talking about like using technology in the classroom, like how it's important and stuff like that. She was like, but you got to remember when you need it, when you absolutely need that technology to work, that's when it's not going to (laughs) work. You got the backup plans, but that's awesome. That's so sick. Yeah, it's been a blast. And with uh, us having Thanksgiving this week, uh, we're actually having, so it's a six week deal. Um, and we happen to start at a perfect time. So we've played our first three weeks this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, they're off. But for anybody that is still in town, we're doing an all-star weekend. So we're going to be having like a home run derby. We're going to be doing just like a lot of fun shit for any guys that are here. Um, and then we have the back half the next three weeks. Uh, and then that's when it ends up and it'll end up December 18th is the last Sunday. Uh, so we're ending right before guys start heading out for Christmas, um, we're also, like I said, going to be missing Thanksgiving. Like it's literally just like the most perfect time. And so I've been having a lot of fun with man. It's been an absolute blast. I love doing it. Um, That's if fair. only Rapsodo would make a, an adjustment like that, get a little, little Rapsodo games in. Maybe someday. Soon. Maybe Soon. someday. <laughs> I, have you guys seen the, the 3.0? Or you, is that what you guys have, Bernsey? I don't have it, but 
Um, I'll tell you what, because I remember I feel like we were talking a year ago, and I was like, you were telling me like, fuck rap solo, this shit sucks, and I just got it, and I was super fired up about it, and I was like, oh no, that's a bad purchase. Um, <laughs> I uh, they got this new the new like Diamond Connect app on it is so much better. I found it actually it's since like this year, the last like three months, it's been working unbelievable. That's like there's always gonna be their bugs. Like yeah, you'll get yeah. a rant. I mean, I just had a 20-minute rant about yeah. hit tracks, so. <laughs> yeah, right? So, but uh, it's been running, like, super, super smooth. I think, too, it helped. I actually ended up getting a, an iPad mini, and uh, it's been fucking running so nice. And, yeah, I, I've been loving it, so. Dude, fuck it. What do you guys think about the 3.0? I haven't seen it in use or anything like that. I mean, they'll post their videos of Yaldon Alvarez fucking hitting and shit like that. Oh, speaking of that, did you guys see how dirty they did Jose Altuve? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Um, JP, they, chat about what you think about the 3.0, and I'm going to send this to you guys. They did our man Jose dirty. Uh, yeah, the 3.0 looks cool. Um, it's good to hear Burns that you're getting uh, some like good readings. Uh, I really mm-hmm. haven't used it, the rep solo in a while. Yeah. Um, I used it uh, two years ago now, way back when, um, and it was really spotty. Um, but yeah, the, the iPad definitely helps. I, I hope the 3.0 comes with like a little bit better cameras and, uh, the setup looks kind of sick, uh, a little bit more spread out instead of like the one camera, like kind of a little bit more spread, um, should be good kind of capturing some balls down the line. Uh, but what do you guys, what do you guys really use rap Soto for? Like what's kind of like the big driver for you? Um, fuck man. I mean, for, for me, it's, it's. Honestly, getting more just just data on batted balls, exit velo, on exit velo for the most part. Um, especially like where we're at, man. Like it is tough to tell if you hit a ball hard. Like, yeah. man, it, it just with the echoes and stuff. Like you'll literally, I like before, like oh fuck yeah, I piece that up. Now it's like sounds like you piece it up. And it's like yeah, seventy two, and you're like oh okay, kind of thing. So um, that's nice. I mean, I don't I don't read too like crazy amount into it, but like more. Exavil, spin rate, that type of thing. Um, it's yeah. tough to like. I think I'm going to utilize it so much more um, in the new place. Just being able to have guys hit that much more. Um, it's just been tough to get enough actual concrete data to like really give these kids like actual good reports on their stuff. But um, yeah, it's so. good. Yeah, I think ball flight feedbacks. Some ball flight feedbacks better than no ball flight feedback by far. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like I think I probably I probably utilize like the blast a lot a lot more. Just like actually talking about their swing. Have you guys ever and, thought about doing a blast motion games? You do blast motion games. I have thought about it. Um, I'm just not smart enough to implement it yet. So talk to that man. He literally has put together like an entire thing about it. About blast yeah. motion games. Yeah. Didn't she? Didn't she used to do blast motion games at uh, Lamar? Yeah, we did Blast Motion games and Rap Soto games. Uh, we did, like, I would do, like, percentages of, like, peaks. Yeah. And then, like, go, like, okay, single, double, triple. Type yeah, I think I, I do I do the, yeah, I know we talked about that last year. I do that a lot. The, uh, the ten, yeah, the tenth per, or the, the top, whatever, ten percent. Do that a yeah. lot, which is on the Rap Soto. But, yeah, what do you use the, what, what do you mean, like, what do you use for the Blast Motion games? Uh, we'll just do, like, you know, bat speed derby, like, try and beat your bat speed. Um, like 
you know, how many swings can you get in this attack angle range? Um, uh, that kind of thing. And then uh, we'll do some like vertical bat angle stuff where we're just kind of like, how well can you kind of control those those metrics? And like, do you have a feel for, you know, how to make your vertical bat angle really low or how to make it really high or that kind of thing? Cool. Check, uh, check your guys' Instagrams real quick. I saw that. That is, bro. There's no shot. That's a, that's an actual. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, what are we doing? They go from like a blown up video to then like the most distant. <laughs> and of course you have Alvarez, who's a giant in the video right before him. And then it's just this super panned out video of Altuve. And he looks like he's four foot two. <laughs> so bad. Bro, they did him so dirty on that shit. That's I feel so, so bad for him. Um so. now I, I'm I mean I'm sitting here and I've I've been very vocal about not liking rap sodos. Uh today I literally got certified in uh rap soto softball hitting. So Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I, I like oh, yeah. their I, I think their certifications are really good. Um uh, when I applied the 2.0 for me, it was a major struggle. Um, very happy for you, Burns, that that's turned around. I told you, like, I don't think it will, but I hope it does, and I'm glad. It yeah, happens. man, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good good turnaround. Cause, yeah, I was getting getting pissed off. The one thing though is, man, when it starts getting uh, kind of lower lower battery, and I'm not talking like low battery, I'm talking like below like seventy percent, it'll just do some fucked up things. And so it's just all. And then once I figured that out, that was kind of the reason. I just am really conscious about like. Charging. In between group up, making sure I get a good charging and stuff, and that seems to have actually pretty much taken away most of my problems. Because like, there'd be this one glitch where it literally just like it just do phantom pitches at thirty three miles per hour, and it just wouldn't stop. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? It'd be the most annoying thing ever. So the trial and error that I feel like us coaches necessarily like have to go through is unreal, unreal. Mm-hmm. Um. I was actually talking to my uh, my mom yesterday about it. And I was like, I'll be honest. Like, I think if you looked at my, like, success and failure rate of, like, every, like, little thing that I've tried to do over the last, like, couple years, I honestly feel like I probably have, like, an 80% failure rate. But the 20% is when it becomes concrete. Like, the 80% is failing at attempting or, like, being, like, on that attempt. But then the 20% is, like, I did it. And so it's, like... We fail, I feel like, all the time. It almost feels like I'm, you know, hitting again myself. But it's yeah. like, all right, like, when we are successful, like, what does that look like? And it's just so much trial and error, like, just retry, retest, just over and over and over, especially with the technology side. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and systematizing all that and, like, figuring out the best way to implement it into your training plan with, the amount of cage space you have and the amount of time you have with each athlete. We got to get to this sample size. And like you try one thing, you're like, well, they got 10 swings. So that's not going to work. And like, oh, we got to move the rap soda over here now. And oh, that's going to take up time. And I don't want to reset the cage. And yeah. It's just crazy. Boys, you got yeah. guys got anything coming up? You guys want to kind of get out, get out to the, uh, the podcasting world? No, I'm just uh I'm I'm happy to be back here and talking talking hitting, man. It's been good. It's good to have you back there, Burnsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to have you back. Missed you. One one tooth missing, but we're back. Yeah. yeah. 
all how many how many teeth we have like set dude i don't know i think it's like something like 30 32? teeth or something like that i think 32 i think i think you got i 16. think yeah 32 that was kind of accurate dude, yeah. Yeah. I honestly think I looked it up when I lost my tooth. I think that's how I remember. So sixteen. So all uh, all of Bernsey minus a tooth, man. But we're for it. Yeah. We're for it. We love it. Um, where can uh, where can everybody find you there, Burns? Uh, Burns underscore nineteen at uh, on Instagram, and then uh, Burns A B U R N S A A Y on uh, on Twitter. Hey, hey, baby, I love it. JP, what about you, sir? It is uh, jp.fasone on Instagram and uh, uh, jpfasone1 on Twitter. Hey, yo. Uh, and as always, everyone can find me, fast underscore RBI. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in to this uh, Hit Chat group chat. Uh, it's good to get the boys back together. Um, going to be looking to get these sent out on Thursdays uh, and with uh, – Holidays coming up. We're going to try and get as many podcasts together so that way we can keep a constant diet for you guys. Uh, but outside of that, man, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Make sure you guys go check these dudes out, see what they're doing. Uh, and, yeah, thank you guys for listening.